1: Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to have a lot of fun on this show. We're going to be talking with Lana Nelson. She has a book out called The Food Codes, and it's really about intuitive eating that everybody can do. And I mean everybody, (laughs) B-O-D-Y. So, um, you know, she, she dealt with her own issues around food, and she began a journey of discovery. And what happened was it ended up being her life's work. She had a lot of chronic pain. She had fatigue and a lot of other ailments, which a lot of other people do live with even today. But she was so determined to find a cause and a solution that after a lot of trial and error, she discovered it. So that's why we're going to talk about things that you can do that are in your own kitchen cabinets and your refrigerator. It's all about food today. Welcome Lana Nelson.
2: Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here, Ms. Denise Messinger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. Well, I usually ask my guests, you know, to tell us why you're on the journey that you're on, um, you know, what got you there, but your bio pretty much explains that. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of courage, tenacity, and then knowledge to push through chronic pain and fatigue.
2: Where did you start? That's a good question. I had lived my life pretty much in very, very good health. And uh, I was in a car accident in my early 30s. And I was actually pregnant with my youngest son. I just barely pregnant, and I received head, neck, shoulder uh, injuries, and for about the next ten years, I had severe chronic debilitating, almost headaches. and um, started searching, you know, I went through um, the medical Uh, I had in the past before I, you know, if I had a urinary tract infection or something, I would go to the doctor, I would get a pill and that would cure it. Basically I would feel better. And, but if what happened in this 10 years is I didn't receive any help basically from, you know, um, seeing neurologists and the things that, that they did. And so I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia and, then several several other things, and I just thought to myself, I need to. I need. I don't know where to go. So I started started searching. At that point in time, um, things that we accept right now as mainstream, like we were very much embracing yoga and meditation, and juicing and green juice. Well, back when I started, you know, looking for the answers to the chronic discomfort and pain that I was in. Um, Yoga was really weird. And I borrowed a juicer from a friend of mine. Okay. And because I had never juiced or anything before. I had a really bad experience with a head of cabbage and a bunch of garlic juice. Oh, no. And drank it down really fast. Okay. Because I didn't like the taste. (laughs) Oh, that, you know, that just, you you can use, you don't even have to use your imagination for that one. But, Mm-mm. so, and I started reading every book I could find about, um, and we had no internet back then. I just started reading books about how to, um, you know, to take care of yourself with herbs. And so I started using herbs and nutrition and that kind of morphed me into the, into, um, one of my neurologists said, I think you should see a chiropractor. And so I said, okay. And so I started seeing a chiropractor cause my mom had seen a chiropractor when she was, when I was a young girl. Anyway, I, I did get some relief with a chiropractor. And then one day I said to a friend of mine, I really should marry a chiropractor. I'm seeing one three times a week. And we laughed, you know, we just laughed about that, but I met a, and now mind you, I have six little kids at this point in time, okay, and I had, I owned a dental lab, and I was working in my dental lab, um, and actually the accident happened when I was delivering a uh, set of dentures so a woman could eat that afternoon, uh-huh. but I I met on a blind date a chiropractor who specialized in Um, fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue. And so that morphed me into energy medicine. And literally two weeks after he worked on me with his technique, I was out of pain. And I found out with his technique, which he used muscle testing, uh, or kinesiology, if you're familiar with that. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. okay, Uh, And if your listeners aren't familiar with kinesiology or muscle testing, it's basically testing a strong muscle for a yes or a no answer. So you could hold your arm out, let's say, to the side, and your chiropractor or practitioner could test, um, you know, is your C2 out of place, you know, your neck, is that out of place? So anyway, so through his technique, I was pretty much out of pain in two weeks That's amazing For suffering for 10 years So that is. fast forwarding that We married I started <laughs> uh, working with him And <laughs> it, it was Just an awesome thing It really was And we combined two families Of six children each He had six, I had six And we have been married this year um, Gosh, I think it's 26 years So Um, an an amazing really fabulous story but in that period of time working with him Mm
0: -hmm. how
2: I I discovered that I felt better through looking in my kitchen cupboards and finding uh, foods and he also tested me for supplements and supplements that I was using at the time I met him and I was spending a lot of money on supplements um, natural supplements and so on for instance he tested me for b12 and said you're severely deficient in b12 vitamin b12 and i said oh no no i'm taking the best one on the market and he tested me and he said that one doesn't test as good for you so what we're going to be talking about today is good for you and bad for you foods okay because i thought i was doing what was really good for me with that supplement which was a combination of foods basically but um Anyway, fast forward that a few years, I gave up my dental lab and I started working with him in the natural medicine, natural energy food. And I compiled, I started testing myself, muscle testing for my best foods for health or whatever. And so we morphed that into testing his patients for their best foods for recovery and their best foods for basically eating their way out of pain. And so that's kind of a long story, but that's how this came about, kind of the mm. Reader's Digest version. It's a great story. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you're very blessed. I am. I am. I, that's one thing I call myself is a very blessed woman. Mhm. Mhm. Now, if
1: you had any challenges along the way, with your practice,
2: the practice of um, of using my food, or uh
1: huh, yeah, in other words, you know, your, your life, husband and, and um, chiropractic, uh, you know, business, etc.
2: You know, over the years, okay, we are we were going along very happily, expecting to, um, you know, and think and basically the two of us. Writing a book on his technique and how it could, um, you know. So we were we were a twosome in business for a long time, and then he had in let's see, 2014, I think. He had a one day the night before, we had um, we had gone and gotten our uh, three little grandsons. And had a ball. We live on a lake and we had walked along the lake the day before or that day. And we threw, you know, we threw uh, rocks in the water and just had a ball. And that night, my husband made pancakes for them. And they were just singing away and being silly, silly, silly. And we put them to bed that night. And the next morning early, uh, we woke up to my husband gasping and And he actually had a massive brain aneurysm, and that changed our entire life. It totally did. I did CPR on him, um, and it was quite an event. But I managed to bring him back. Basically, the an ambulance uh, came. Uh, One of my little my littlest grandson, who wasn't quite old enough to reach, you know, when the ambulance came, he wasn't quite tall enough to reach and unlock the outside door I I he kind of came up into the bedroom as I was doing CPR on my husband and I said quickly go get your brother and have him unlock the door so he could throw the door open for the ambulance you know people to come and I just continued oh my to gosh. do CPR on him it <sighs> was it was really crazy and so for, fast forward that to at the hospital when they got him there they said oh, there's nothing we can do here this brain is full of blood so they life supplied him to Seattle, which was the closest place from our our home in Montana, and he spent he actually went through two three brain surgeries, um, different procedures, to, and had part of his skull taken out. Anyway, quite quite an ordeal, but he lived okay. And one of the very cool things that that I believe was along with the, in impeccable help that he received at the hospital was finding out his best foods so I worked with the hospital staff to and at at one point in time he was on a respirator he couldn't eat he had to learn to eat chew walk use the bathroom everything he had to learn everything again so we chose um, best foods for him they had to first of all puree him I mean he couldn't even have a sip of water but they had to puree foods for him, and then oh, we gosh. tested every day what foods for him that would be the best for him to eat. And doing in that, I also tested for myself because I, you know, almost they they told me in the beginning, take good care of yourself because it's the caretakers we see that that have more problems often than the patient. That's right. So I. Gosh, I called one of our supplement companies that we had used in our, you know, in our office and got some of the best stress supplements and started taking those and then tested my foods, what foods I needed to stay strong. And so fast forward that now, my sweet husband is doing very, very well. Um, I wrote a book about the food codes and how to teach you how to test your foods, because I literally can't work with everyone on the planet. And that's one one of the reasons why I'm here, dear Denise, <laughs> is oh, to yeah, get my message I out there.
1: I, I love that story. It's just great.
2: It really is. <laughs> it, it's been a wild ride, okay?
1: <laughs> it has. It really has for you. But you saved his life knowing CPR,
2: Yes. And, you know, I really had never taken a class in it. Oh, you never really? taken, not, not, a, you know, I had seen it done. I had not taken a full class at Hadley, you oh know, my like a gosh. demo, a demo and they do pretty well on the movies, you know, with teaching mm. us certain things, but no, I just um, intuitively just immediately started doing CPR on him and he lived.
1: <laughs> oh, my
2: gosh. That's
1: really something else. Huh. So let's get into um, your book, The Food Codes. Where would you like to start Alrighty.
2: with it? Um, from the beginning, I guess. Um, so I do tell that story in a little more detail in the beginning of my book. And here's one of the reasons why The Food Codes Uh, when my husband Bruce and I were and I had used food plans I'm just going to call them food plans the food codes a personally tested plan for our very ill patients and then I started uh, you know I started doing them for first of all for myself and my family and friends you know one of my friends would say oh gosh I really want to you know I don't know what to eat I've done this diet or that diet and so I would test her perfect foods and literally for myself, um, from the beginning and started starting to use the food testing that I teach you in my books, The Food Codes and How to Do It, um, I'm down uh, probably about 50 pounds, okay? Just wow. never dieting during this, never dieting, okay? My body has just kind of balanced and then balanced and then sculpted and balanced and I... I feel very youthful. I have energy. But so in the beginning, uh, my husband and I, I, I started using the food codes. wasn't that the food codes. It was a food plan back then. And testing his patients that were very ill. So testing them for their best foods. Well, what we decided, we kept being told to write a book. Okay, you you need to write a book about this. So what I did is I sifted through many, many, many food plans that I had done for our patients and took their best foods that, you know, these were for very ill people that had a lot of chronic pain. So I made a list of their best foods. I made a, a, a comprehensive list of the foods that they needed to stay away from. Uh, so sifting that from this group and then... I made the perfect diet, if you will, the perfect, perfect diet for everyone. So I put all these best foods on our refrigerator and my husband and I uh, committed to doing this, eating this food program. We had some patients of ours doing this as well and testing them out on this diet. And so over a period of time, I mean, my husband just soared with it. His body absolutely loved it. My body did not like it. I started, getting, uh, I, I started losing energy. I even developed sores around my mouth. And mm. at one point in time, we were sitting at the table, and I just looked at him, and I thought, oh, my gosh. We cannot put this out in a book form because it's going to be like any other diet out there. Some people are going to do really, really good with this. Some Mm -hmm. people are not. So that is, I'm kind of on a quest to stop dieting. Um, Because if you think about it, if you've ever tried a diet and you felt better on it or you've lost weight, and then you've used it again at another time and it doesn't work. What is up with that? Well, what I found was that our body is ever-changing. Food is energy. Our body is energy. Our body energy interfaces with foods, but our body is also interfacing with stress and with our environment. And our stress level, our environment, is always changing. If you think of changing with the seasons or, you know, a new job that you're having a lot of stress with or something, your body will need and require different foods at different times so that's when I basically trashed that book and the idea of a diet and then I thought you know what it's going to be a little harder but I need to teach I need to um, teach people how to do this yourself so you can test yourself for whatever season it is you can test for yourself for instance um, I have clients who are Um, athletes who, you know, do different events, and their foods actually will change um, with, you know, different events, different seasons, different times of year, but you could actually test what are my best foods for this upcoming um, marathon, or you could test I really would like to lose some weight healthy. What is, was it what is my body requires right now and what food should I stay away from right now? So in my book, I actually teach you how to do that. I take you, I, I just hold you by the hand all the way through and it's very, very simple. I give you pictures. I give you examples. I give you questions to ask. So pictures, for instance, of different ways of using muscle testing or a pendulum. And just a note about muscle testing, Denise, uh, use of, if you, t- it's been around for thousands of years, basically. The first type of testing like that was with dowsing rods when people would douse for water and they actually could uh, find water. Where's the water on my property? And so that kind of has morphed into muscle testing um, and also using the pendulum. So you can ask your subconscious mind. You can connect a muscle which connects with your subconscious mind. So muscle testing actually accesses your subconscious, which is what I call your inner knower. And that's your intuition. Your subconscious mind knows everything about you. It knows what foods you need right now. It knows what foods you needed 10 years ago. It knows what foods you're going to need in about three weeks or four weeks. So you can actually access via muscle testing. And it's very similar to a lie detector test with asking a yes or a no question. So a very simple question. I could simply use one of the forms of muscle testing and say, my name is Lana. And intend for a strong answer for yes. And intend for a weak answer for no. But I can say yes. My name is Lana, and I get a, a strong answer with, a, with testing. For instance, holding, holding my arm out, and I could press down and, and use it myself. So anyway, so I teach you, I give you a thorough, thorough inter, um, uh, introduction and teach you how to use muscle testing and even teach you how to use it with your pets. Or with your family, test, uh, you can use it with someone who is, is right with you in the room, or you can use it for someone who is at a distance. That's called surrogate testing, and that's what I do every day. Is I work with people all around the all around the world. But that can test that can tell you what your best foods are and at what time. So that's an introduction to my book. Do you have any questions about this, Denise? Well.
1: I I read your book and you have several different methods of muscle testing. Yes. And they all work
2: to achieve the same thing. They do, and the reason I give several different m- methods is when I started, here's what, here's my first method of muscle testing. I would bring something to my my husband, Bruce, and I said I would say, "Honey, would you test this for me? Is it good for me?" <laughs> that was my first method. Okay, asking someone else because I I didn't think I needed to learn muscle testing. Then, honey was not always there, so that's when I learned how to do muscle <laughs> testing. Yeah, you had to figure out a different but way. I, Yes, yes. So I tried some different methods, and only one of them worked for me at the time. So working with a lot of clients, as I do, I found this. Some people just take to it right away, and it's like, oh, yeah, I can do anything. Most people, what I tell them is try the different methods there and see which one works for you best in the beginning. Some people can use the sway test, or some people can use like holding your arm out to the side um, with your with your elbow close to you and pointing your you know your fingers forehead, fore, forward, and then using your other other hand to push down on your arm. Give me a yes, give me a no. So using you know trying each of those methods in the beginning, and then finding which one works best for you. And then the key, the main key, and everybody always asks, what so what's the key to it? Guess what? It's practice, practice, practice. I practice so many times a day. And I would say, This is my toothbrush. Give me a strong yes. Okay, so you're working out your muscle testing, muscles, so to speak, with quotes around muscles. You're 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 learning a new technique. Your brain is is wiring in. And so practice, um, and most people, there's very few people that I found that can't do the muscle testing, and almost all of those people that um, could use another method like dowsing, or there's actually a little thing called a bopper or a bobber that you can hold on to it, and it, it just tunes into the frequency, the energy of your body, and starts bobbing up and down with a yes or no answer. But there's a lot of different things like that out there. So does that make sense? Does that... It does. question it does. Totally does.
1: Um,
0: okay.
2: In in your book, you
1: talk about um, living well with your food codes plan.
2: What do you mean? Well, what I do, I, I I suggest that people at least test their foods on what are my best foods for the upcoming season. And then, you know, change whether you live in a climate that is like static, it's always warm, or if you're lucky enough, no, to live um, someplace that's always cold, but um, changing with the season. But also, you when you start, when you test your food codes, or when I do a plan for myself or someone else, I will test how long is this plan appropriate for. And it could be for Uh, up to five or six weeks, three or four months. So I'll give you an example with one of my clients, okay? She was experiencing a lot of discomfort in her body, a lot of discomfort, and food was one of her problems. And she had, like, again, numerous diagnoses. So we did a food code plan for her, and it was not very liberal, okay? Now, the food code plan, and in my book, I give you an access to a link to uh, I think it's about 12, 13 pages of whole foods and just pretty much any food that you can think of that in Western culture and some other cultures that you would eat. And these are fruits and vegetables and right down to different things like um uh, Uh, fats and oils and sugars and so on. So we tested my my client for what were her best foods for the problems that she was having. And one of her foods that she loved was bananas. And that was in the category to stay away from at this time so here's the key at this time you want to you know is this the best food for me at this time that's what something you want to internalize and and remember so we tested her first food plan and she said you know I can live with this and I can do this and so she did and it was for a few weeks now her second food plan when we tested it and she was pretty faithful with it she said you know at first it felt like a diet And we actually did a session on her for not having a diet because it's not a diet. It's, it's what is interfacing for your body right now. And it's ever changing. So we did a session on releasing her from like diet mentality and kind of being fearful about doing this. She felt more comfortable, comfortable about it. She did a few weeks later, we did another food plan on for her and It almost doubled the foods that were in her good for her category, those foods that were not as good for her or to stay away from bananas actually moved up to like a neutral food for her from being a bad food. Okay, fast forward that about a few weeks later. Doing another food for plan for her and in the meantime she's feeling better and better and better her bowel problems she could eat such a limited diet for so many years her bowel problems had like ironed out she was feeling better more energy and so on and the the most current food plan that we have done for her is very very liberal liberal and there was only really maybe a couple of foods that really her body did not want stay away from. So how you can use one of these types of food code plan for yourself, if you're like afraid of the diet thing, just eliminate some foods. Okay, I know that this food, this food, this food is really not good for me right now. So start with eliminating that. You know immediately there's, there's new diets out there that, um, cause, that you, know, you, you almost remove all the foods from you, and then you add one at a time, so you eliminate almost everything. You don't have to do that here. You know immediately what foods are causing you problems, uh, and those are usually in your bad foods. So anyway, back to my client, bananas are now a good food for her, and she can eat them, eat, she can eat them in her diet, in her food. Oh, but does that give really you a, a good enough example? Yes, it's really,
1: it's quite fascinating, actually.
2: Thanks.
1: (laughs) When you talk about eating intuitively, what do you mean?
2: Just that, tapping into the intuition that everybody does have. Everybody is energy. Every thought is energy. Food is energy. And eating intuitively, when you start using muscle testing, it actually sharpens your intuition. Um, it can sharpen the knowing, the feeling. See, there's different types of intuition. Some people just will say, oh, I just knew that. Or some uh, another person will say, I felt that. Another person will say, interesting, um, I got a taste or a smell associated with something. But knowing, feeling, hearing, seeing, so to speak, some people actually in their mind's eye can see an image or Or see a word or something. So, the muscle testing will help really hone in better with your intuition. And so, you'll, I've had people that have been, uh, have asked me, you know, when I was muscle testing my best foods, I just, before I tested it, I thought about carrots were one of my best foods. And then I tested that carrots were. So what muscle testing is, is a confirmation of your intuition, okay? That inner knower, that subconscious mind, it's shooting the answer right away to some part of your body, if you're muscle testing, whatever, or you're, you're dowsing, you know, your pendulum. So that is what how it can really sharpen your intuition. Also, when you're eating, you will start to And I give you some examples, too, of when to know when you're hungry, how to do that. You can also actually test, um, which will sharpen your intuition because we lose that knowing when we're hungry and knowing when we're full. We have lost it since we were babies. So as you're eating, you could actually test. Um, I've I've eaten this and this. Um, Am I full yet? Am I actually full yet? How full am I on a scale of 1 to 10? may a one, a two, a three, a four, a five? And actually, I feel really good at eating to about a five. I feel satisfied and I don't ever have that bloating or, oh my gosh, I think I just ate a turkey dinner. So yeah, that it really does. That's how your intuition is sharpened. And so what when you are eating, you start to know, I am really happy. I feel satisfied. And I can give you an example of that if you like. That'd be great. Okay. So as I was writing the book, I had so much fun, and I still am having fun with this every day and learning every day. You, using the book, will learn something every day as well. And I love it when people share with me what they learn. But I thought, do I know when I'm full? Do I actually know that? Because think about a little – think about a child. A baby will spit out its bottle. It will just, well, I've had enough. It will, it'll stop nursing when it's full and just be happy and satisfied. You try to spoon feed a child too much and they spit it back at you. It's like, had enough, had enough, no more. They'll stop. And they're very curious about food too. They'll taste something. They'll smell it. They'll feel it. You know, we lose that being told, no, don't do this, and eat three meals a day. So I sat down one day. I thought, I'm going to really test this on myself. So I made myself a cup, just a cup of chicken noodle soup. I sat down very quietly. I even closed my eyes, and I started eating it, spoonful at a time. And I was almost to the end of the cup. I was enjoying it. I was appreciating it. And all of a sudden, it was almost like a feeling of a lock and a clunk, inside my body and my intuition my inner knower said you're full and I looked down at my cup and it's you know just a little bit left there and I I thought you know I'd be trained to, to just clean my plate I thought well I could I could eat the rest of this it's just a little bit left and I thought oh what am I doing here I'm trying to feel when I'm full I got up and I poured the rest of it down the disposal let me tell you Denise it was breathing. <laughs> <the> <laughs> I did. I just I let it go. Okay, I didn't give my body any more. It didn't want any more. It said, mm-hmm. "I'm full," and I honored that. There you go. So you, you don't have to clean the you. clean your your plate. <laughs> you don't, and you don't have to eat those things you don't like either. You know, let's mm-hmm. start honoring our, our body. We go, oh, I, I thought I really loved a certain kind of vegetable, and, or I really liked it. And then I started thinking, do I really like what I'm eating? it's like, no, I don't like those things at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, honoring yourself. Uh-huh. Get back to that little kid inside you. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I know for myself, intuitively, I know when I'm lacking in something. And I have to go get that particular food. And it isn't a craving at all. Mm -hmm. For instance, I rarely ever eat red meat. But once in a while, I'll get that little signal to say, you need to have some. So go, go get something.
2: It's really interesting. Perfect. Perfect is I hear that from people often. Because... And here's one thing we're doing this day, this day and age too much, Denise, is we're judging food. Okay, we're judging food. So there are those people who do not eat, um, you know, meat protein for whatever reason, and they judge those who are, and those people who are vegan judging you if you cook some food, or you judging people who don't. You know, me judging people who don't. So we need to stop judging each other for one thing and then following those those thoughts and those cravings. Not so much a craving but that inner knowingness that you mm-hmm. just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: Well, in in your book, you give some recipes uh, and obviously they're recipes that somebody would be cooking or pulling together, right? Mm-hmm. Are they simple enough that that almost anyone can pull them off.
2: Thank you so much for asking that. One of the one of the things that has uh, happened to us too in our cultures is we've gotten away from cooking. We've moved into the fast food culture of just, you know, let's grab something on the way to work or let's let's grab something on the way home or something like that. And we a lot of a lot of people don't even know how to cook these days. So how do I use my food codes? I really had to put that down. What I created was examples. I give you examples of families how they use this a mom and dad and their um, little family, um, uh, a woman who is a runner, uh, another little family. But I give you examples of recipe templates. And I decided that you cannot take, you know, let's your foods that you might test right now will. A lot of them will probably be the same food that you will test from like a three or four months from now, but they could be quite different. And like, you're looking at a recipe going, Oh, now how do I cook this? How do I, what do I make? How do I do that? So I crafted recipe templates. And for instance, let's say I want to make a soup. Let's say you want to make a soup. Our food plans are not the same. You can actually, I test, I I give you ratios. So, for instance let's use six parts of water and a part maybe being a cup so six parts of water or broth as the base for this for this uh, soup and then maybe two parts or three parts of your best vegetables it could be carrots it could be celery onions it could be green beans so your your best vegetables and then um, a A part uh, or two parts of a protein, what your best proteins are. Could be beans, could be legumes, could be that beef, okay? And then ideas of spices or um, flavorings. I give you templates of making this dish Asian or making this dish uh, Spanish or, you know, different. um, So I give you different templates for making different types of foods starting with soups and salads and uh, you name it. And I also, um, I have an exercise in there if you're like, like I'm afraid to cook. I've never cooked before. Uh, I'm, scared. I'm scared to do this. I actually give, give you a meditation of what, is, what are your blocks and clearing blocks to uh, cooking. And I've had people say, oh my gosh, I can actually boil water now and i used your re- your templates to make soup or i used your template to make you know a bean dish so i give you templates on how to use your food codes and it's always the recipes always work the same recipe will work for you or me and it's very it's variable that's very
1: unusual most um cook, cookbooks or recipes we don't well, use that grandma, type of a system. It's very good.
2: If you think about what your gra- your, your great-grandma, even, um, my grandma would just, uh, she would use, I, I remember her baking bread or making bread, and she would throw in a few, you know, handfuls of, of uh, flour into a bowl, and then she would make a hole in the middle, and she would take a few pinches of salt, you know, that just in her mind was about the same as the flour, and so she used parts and then she would use enough water to and you know a pinch of sugar or something to make her she used yeast or sourdough and so it's getting back to our roots again and it's giving us more freedom than we've had for a long time yeah it's not as rigid it is it's it's using and you can use what you have on hand to make a certain recipe using a certain template. Right. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Very cool. <laughs> Thanks.
1: Oh, I like that. So um, let's see. I know you mentioned people can also use the food code with animals. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Um, yes. Yeah. You can actually muscle test an animal.
2: it's not like you're going to say, sit and hold your paw out. No. (laughs) So you, you can use yourself basically as a surrogate. Let's say my dog, I want to test my dog to find, and I just did a really nice um, blog, a a podcast uh, with an animal who was a, a woman who was an animal intuitive and, she found it very fascinating that you could actually test animals for their best foods because she, as an intuitive, she tuned in, uh, she didn't do muscle testing, but she tuned in with the animal. And the animal would say, this food that my, my owner is giving me right now is making my stomach hurt, you know, or, <laughs> you know, my mom is making my stomach hurt. And the, oh, the person would say, Oh my gosh, you know, Fifi throws up all the time. So um, you can actually test yourself. You can, you can tune in with your animal intuitively, which, and this is how you do it. It's super simple. You just stop and you think, and you connect energetically saying, all right, um, my muscle is going to start testing strong for, let's say, Fifi, okay? Um, my daughter has a little poodle. Her, her name is not Fifi, but she's a little darling, um, Anyway, and so I am testing myself right now. I'm tuning in with Fifi. I'm testing. Okay, and I'm getting a strong yes. So you're connecting with Fifi's subconscious. Now, is the food Fifi's eating right now best for her? No. Okay. You can, you can go to a pet store. You can look online or whatever for different types of pet, I mean, pet food store or that sells pet foods. Uh I'll give you one example of a dog that um, this dog's name was Roxy and she was a boxer, Roxy the boxy. And she started having hair loss. Um, She, her hair started falling out terribly. So looking at Roxy and testing for Roxy, I did just that same process is Roxy's what are Roxy's best foods? The the food for the hair loss, and she had a problem, like I said. The food to help her with the best nutrition for her hair loss was actually chicken. So we tested a certain kind of dog food that her owner um, and a certain brand. We tested those, and then she needed some fresh chicken. So her her owner uh, you know boiled a chicken and gave her you know pieces of chicken, but she also then in the the pet food department, found just fresh chicken in the you know in the um refrigerator section so and we tested some nutrition for Roxy, and her hair grew back, so her hair grew back on her back she she regained great. some vitality too. So that's an example kind of of how you can test a pet, but you can use yourself as a proxy. So Yeah, I mean
1: our animals they get a little bit of kibble, but mostly they get wet wet food and human food. Give them a lot of human food. Uh-huh. That's you know, chicken, real chicken, real broccoli. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Real sweet potatoes. They get real (laughs) stuff.
2: I love that. I love that. Did you mention in one of your shows that you, that's what you do is cook for your pets.
1: (laughs) Yes, there we go. It's just um, that, that um, you're going to pay now or you're going to pay later in vet bills. So, you know if you, if you feed yeah. them well and give them the nutrients they need they're not going to get get sick all the
2: time you be right. rushing into the vet same, yeah it really is same same yeah That's very true Health care and looking for the the quality care of your pet or gosh i've worked over the years with um complete remudas of of horses you know and mm. um so horses, I've worked with rattlesnakes and, and testing what their best food was, um, et cetera. So any type of a pet at all.
0: Mm.
1: Well, it's been lovely having you on our show. We've really enjoyed our, our conversation. Why don't you tell everybody how they can reach you and where they can buy your book?
2: All right. You can uh, reach me at thefoodcodes with an S, thefoodcodes.com. I have some nice free stuff there. Um, You'll love, you'll really want to know about my 30 second gut flush. You can use that on yourself or on animals to help balance digestive problems. And uh, you can you can buy my book on that. You can look for my book there, or you can go to Amazon.com and just type in the food codes. So pretty easy both ways. Awesome. You're awesome. <laughs> thank you so thank much. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much, <sighs> Lana Nelson, for joining us. The Best to you and, and your family. And thank you.
2: Thank you, Denise Messenger. It's been a joy. Bye bye. Bye-bye.
1: Well, that wraps up our show for today. Please join us again next Wednesday. We'll have another fabulous guest. Until then, please be well. Bye-bye.
0: We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have and follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show contact Lisa at KnowledgeWorksPub.com Be sure to visit GotCancerNowWhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award winning book Got Cancer Now What